This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with an alumni of the show. We've had Steve on before. Uh, he's a five-time All-Star, won two World Series championships in the 80s with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's got his own podcast. He's been on hiatus for a while, but back uh, coming up in November, beginning of next month, he's going to be back live on his podcast. It's it's uh, Sacks in the Morning podcast. It's on a new platform called Loot 8, so if you get a chance out there, tune in to Steve. He's got some good stuff for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Steve Sachs. Sachsy, thanks for coming on the program, man. Thank you. Thank you, Booney. Good to be with you. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I could be called alumni. I've been on, on before. You guys are doing awesome. Here, you know, I, I hear people talk in public and they asked if I've been on your uh, podcast before. Yes, I have. It's a, it's a great podcast. So the word the word's getting out about you guys. You guys got a great thing going. So congratulations to you guys too. Well, I appreciate it. We uh, we grind it out. You know what it's like. You know what it's like getting ready. You, yeah. You get into it and you're not, and you don't know what you're getting into. And after a while, it's like, that's a lot of work. If you want to make it yeah. something people want to listen to. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of, you know, kind of off the cuff. Uh, I think if you script it too much, then you don't get any of that, uh, you know, that, that natural flair coming through and, that's what I like about doing your podcast. We, you know, we can just sit and, you know, we're doing, we're having coffee, Brett, right? We're having coffee. We're having coffee. So that's it. Starbucks, one of your sponsors? Well, no, they, they, I did some stuff with Starbucks, but you Brown know, Brown Cup is my sponsor. Who is that? Brown Cup. Love it. Heard of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just a brown cup. I know. <laughs> yeah. Heard of them. Um, <laughs> I want to get right into it. I'm watching, uh, I've been watching it pretty closely. Um, National League Championship Series. Philadelphia, the city, the story going in uh, to this to this postseason, and what I've witnessed uh, at Citizens Bank Park, probably probably the biggest home field advantage I've seen in the postseason so far. You know what it's like going to Philly, uh, yeah, well. going to New York, that back east baseball. Uh, I grew up watching it and, yeah. um, you know, got to got to live it a lot myself as a player. But there's nothing like it when you get to October and it's getting cold. And those fans, they're just they are what they are. And it, 
for me as an opponent, even I love it. I love that atmosphere, even if it's against me, because yeah. that's a that's a challenge. You you calm a crowd down like that, or you shut a crowd up like that. It's just as fulfilling as them cheering for you. It so, works the other way, right? It works the other way. So, yeah. But you got the problem is if you don't calm them down, you're in for a long night. Yeah. Um, and it's been amazing watching this this uh, NLCS. Yeah. Is it seems like they can't nobody. It's only the home team. Arizona's here. They won 84 games this mm-hmm. season. We'll get mm-hmm. to that a little bit later. I want to I want to talk about your postseason experience versus the modern day 2023 postseason experience. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Back when you were playing, you won a World Series in 81 and 88. Mm-hmm. It was a 162 game grind where you got to be the best team to emerge at the end. Now, once you got to the end, uh little less le- little less treacherous to get to that world series yeah nowadays and, and i'm calling it a tournament now because it is it's kind of like a it's it's almost like a uh um final four yeah it, it's a round robin you got 12 teams in the postseason and and i'm i'm kind of torn on this as a player i like the old format i like when steve Sachs played. i, I like when my dad played in the 70s when yeah. it was two teams and you bang it out and then you go to the world series and usually you got the best team in baseball every year. Now, nowadays, I don't know if yeah. that's quite the case because you've got so many teams you can get on, you can get hot. There's a lot of Cinderella stories and uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if you get the best team. I don't know what the perfect formula is. We had Albert Bell on the program yeah. recently. We talked about a seven game series, how seven game series are much more legitimate than a three or a five game series because you show the depth, you know, example of a rotation, uh, your thoughts, today's format versus your day. Okay. First of all, Brett, let me, let me give credit. Uh, I played against your dad when he was at the end of his career and I was at the kind of start uh, middle start and middle of mine. And he was a, a, your dad was a, a great player. He was a, he was a true professional he played the game the right way, and and he was just a consummate, um, just a consummate major leaguer. He was a, an excellent ball player and a really great guy. Uh, so I want to just tell you that. And um, so uh, you know, back then, and and comparing it with today, um, you know, yeah, it was like a grind back then, and you always felt that the best team really won because uh, you know you, you grinded it out, and it was right there at the end. You had the the long series, you could check the depth of the pitching staff. How good is your bullpen? Uh, the guys can play through injuries. I think as the war of attrition really comes in at, at that. You know, when I came to the ballpark, Brett, I probably same thing with you. I didn't even look at the lineup. I never looked. I just came to the park and I got dressed and played. I, I, if I if I saw my name in the lineup, it's because I walked by it during the middle of the game or something. I never even looked. Um, and I think the 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 uh, you know personnel continuity and having that consistency as far as who's going to play next year every day makes a big difference. Today, I don't know, man. They got you got to go to spring training with three different gloves, and uh, you know I think today if I was playing, I'd probably have a center field glove. I'd have a you know a second baseman's glove, uh, maybe a third. I mean, I you play all over the place, and you know for today you see a lot of the guys who you know if you hit two sixty today, man, you're that's that's like hitting 290 when when we play you know so um it's it's a different world strikeouts don't matter uh that much if you're hitting home runs and to me striking out was like 
asking a girl to dance, walking across the basketball court in eighth grade and asking the girl to dance and she says no, and you walk all the way back and people are looking at you and laughing at you. That's what it felt like for me when I struck out. I, I, I hated striking out. I would run through fire before I'd strike out. And But today, man, you know, they saunter back to the dugout. No big deal. You know, I might crush one out of the, one out of five uh, compared to the strikeout. So, so it, it, it's a different world today. I don't even know if I could play today. It, it, uh, you know, I don't fit the criteria uh, for you know what I would bring against what they bring today. They like they want distance, man. They my nephew's in AAA with the Red Sox. He should be in the big leagues, and he will be, I think, next year. His name's Nick Sogard. He kills it. He's been killing it. He was in AAA. He had a great year this year. Um, and, you know, they want him to increase his bat speed three miles an hour. And if they increase his bat speed three miles an hour, they feel like instead of hitting the last year, he hit 13 home runs. This year he hit like eight. They think he'll hit 20. And so I'm like, I don't know about that. It's, it's just a different <laughs> world. But the playoffs, the way they're concerned is, I mean, it, it, it's funny because they're so unpredictable. You, you just you just can't tell. You made a good point when you talked about the fans in, in Philly. You know, in, in the seventies, uh, at the Eagle at an Eagles football game, they actually on Christmas Day they threw hard snowballs at Santa Claus. Okay, so that tells you what kind of fans they are. They can be rough. I dig the Philly fans though, because like you and I were talking, if you can turn them and you can quiet them down, it works in reverse, and and it really stifles. Uh, you know, one of those bullets in the chamber, if you will. So I, I think if you can shut those guys down, that uh, that's going to be a big help for you. But we beat the Phillies 12 straight in 1983. I think it was 12 straight. We may have lost one during the season, but I believe it was 12 out of 12. Come uh, postseason, the Phillies beat us four straight, and we were done. And so it just goes to show you, you cannot tell in postseason, even today, you know, we have the round robin type of format, the final four almost, it seems. Um, you just can't tell. Look at the Dodgers. How many times did they get bounced? I mean, they won 114 games. They won 100 games, uh, 16 better than the D-backs had done this year. The D-backs bounce them, you know, in, in three games. Uh, so it's a it's a tough thing to say about, about postseason. You just, you just can't tell. And, you know, when, when, when you get to postseason and if they don't win it, uh, you know, everybody's calling for the the head of Dave Roberts. Oh my God! It's it. When is it ever really the manager's fault? I mean, I don't know when I've ever played a game and screwed up the game like I I did plenty of times. But I never thought, God, you know, if it wasn't for that manager, you know, I would have done a lot better. I mean, it's just I hate blaming the manager. It's it's about the players, and frankly, it's about the players when you do well too. You know, so I'm all about players. Uh, I'm, I'm pro player all the time. I'm pro manager too, but I like to keep things in perspective. I think it's, it's about the players. That's where it comes down to. Well, without a doubt. And, and I, I've used that same scenario before, you know, we sit around after, after the game and we talk about the game with our teammates and I, and I maybe a handful of times where, Hey, skip screwed up in the fifth. He shouldn't have brought in X versus Y. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking over years and years, a handful of times. So you're right. Yeah. The manager and people don't realize that. And, you know, 
it's it's funny to look at Twitter and everybody yells at the manager when they lose. And I'm like, do you realize how little he has to do with anything? What yeah. great managers do and the great managers I've seen and gotten to play for in my career, they manage people. They manage yes. they manage yes. personalities. Yes. They try Absolutely. to put us the great ones put each individual personality into the best possible light to succeed. Absolutely. And the player still has to succeed. Mm -hmm. All I can do is lead you to water and please yeah. drink it. But yeah. it doesn't mean every year if I don't have the horses, it doesn't matter. No, I'm not good enough. That's no. just the bottom line. And well, you'll, you'll go crazy going round and round about that. But Isn't um, it funny, Brett, that you and I played kind of different times well, you to my dad is like me to you. Yeah. I mean, at the end yeah. of your career, I was kind of just starting. Yeah. Yeah. But but you and I played played the same position too. And and we talked the same language. I mean, we I could I could sit here and talk to you, and it seems like you were my one of my teammates. I mean, I mean, it's it's the same stuff. You know, baseball does evolve, and there's you know, there's micro differences, I think, but but, you know, when it comes down to it's see ball and hitting the ball and catching, and throwing it. I mean, it's, you know, it's playing the game correctly and, and all that. And uh, it's just like a lot of things don't change. And the fraternity of baseball is really a unique thing. You really I know it's in other sports, too, but um, the fraternity of baseball is a very powerful thing. And, it, and it's a it's a wonderful thing, too. I, I love it. So and, and as much as things change, you know, I, I see changes in the game. And you know, at first glance. You're always going to defend your era, your generation, and, and compare it to that. But yeah. life goes on. And, Actually, and I, I think the athletes today are better. I mean, I, I, I really without it, without a doubt, they, they just are. keep getting bigger and faster all the time. Yeah, without a doubt, they're better. I mean, it's human development. You can't help but get better. There's better sure. facilities, Absolutely. better training tools, more technology. Mm -hmm. um, and as as much as I have, you know, I have my pros and cons of of today's and, and, and the analytics and, and stuff like that. I'm envious of a lot of things these kids have. I mean, if I, Oh, I just think, wow, if yeah. I would have had that, I would love Steve for me, I was an information crazy man. I wanted every piece of video yeah. available to me. We didn't have it all the time. You know, uh -huh. we'd have to get it from other clubs, Yeah, but I, I'm envious of, they come back in the dugout now and they got an iPad and they can see everything they want right there. And I'm it's like, amazing. Oh, if I would have had that, I love it. Yeah. So I think that part of the game really going forward is great. Um, yeah. And and then I have my differences with some of the things, but the bottom line is, you know, I've always said this since I was a kid, and my grandpa who who yes. followed my follow my no, that's the bells. Let's go. It's Ray Boone. <laughs> Ray, Ray, right? Okay. My right. grandpa though, he was that guy, and he was a grandpa, and this Ray. is what grandpas do. But I'd come to San Diego where he was born and raised, and he'd be waiting for me after wow. a Padres game. Wow. And he'd always, you know, he, he always had his strong opinions. And, man, he was going to tell you about Ted Williams till he's blue in the face and about uh, – oh, I'm trying to think of his guy that he'd always he'd always go to. Anyway, he'd talk about his generation. And I'd say, Gramps, you know, the guys playing today were pretty good. And, and Randy Johnson, I know I know you want to talk about Bob Feller again. <laughs> I was going to say that. But let me tell you this. I'm Bob Feller. Randy Johnson's pretty good. And, and Gramps would kind of look at me because he was just he, he was in his bubble. He was in his era and I loved him yeah. for it. But at the same time, I thought, 
when I'm an ex-player yeah. and I'm going to be an ex-player one day, I'm not going to be grandpa and talk about yeah. how my guys were always better than right. you guys because it's not really right. a fact. I'm the same way. We have our different, right. We have our differences in the game and what we prefer. But it doesn't matter what Steve Sachs and Brett Boone think right now. The game's going to go on with or without us. Yeah. Right. So if we're going to be a part of today's game, we have to bend a little bit. We can't just sure. be the, the get off my lawn guy. I'm Gus right. Gossage. I hate everything about 2023. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't want to be one of those guys. That, you know, the longer I, the longer it was since I played and the further I get away from the game, the better I was. I, I don't ever, I'm never going to be that guy because I know how hard the game is to play. And I've had my plenty of times where I screwed it up and, and cause I know how hard it is, but um uh, yeah, the, the I, I really think that too that if a guy was a good player, Brett, um, it doesn't matter when. I mean, I think Babe Ruth would have been so dominant today. If you look at his numbers, I mean, and I see a lot of video of Babe Ruth. I watch him a lot. Uh, I still do, and I I um, I think if a good player was good, he would be good in any era. I really believe that. I think Bob Feller would have been amazing today. You know. Um, well, that's how so, you're judged, though. If you if if you're the best, if you dominated your generation, you're one of the best players ever. That's just the way it is. And you can't you can't put him against him against him. We're gonna go crazy all day. All day. It's fun to debate. Yeah. But but there's really no no outcome to it. All right. This Phillies Arizona yeah. uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. Philly looks to me, you know, unbeatable. All of a sudden, they win two at home. They go on the road to Arizona, which you're very familiar with. Chase yep. Field. Uh, you you coach there. Yep. Uh, for some years. All of a sudden, that swagger kind of got lost. And Arizona beats them in two one-run games. Mm-hmm. They end up coming out. They lose the final game. They're back to Philly tonight. Yep. Uh, the series yep. is at 3-2. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What what talk about Arizona a little bit right. and and how unexpected how unpredictable this may be getting in with eighty four wins they go they sweep the first two series you mentioned early in in the broadcast uh, they bounced the Dodgers hundred win team it was David and Goliath I was calling it yes and yes. David came out on top 
Nobody expected that. Kind of like the other teams, the Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball year. They get bounced. Yes. Um, another team, the Tampa Bay Rays, they win 99 games. They get bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see this series? we got two to go. Right. Matchup tonight, I, I was looking earlier. I believe it's Nola versus Kelly. Kelly is Arizona's probably their best guy. Argument that, that Gallon is. Gallon but tonight, is. Nolan's been it's been the Wheeler Nola Suarez show for Philly. They've been great all postseason. Yeah. They've all been pitching like number one uh stopper type starters. Do you see that? Do you see Arizona extending that series or or it looks like what it what's gonna happen is about to happen? Yeah, I, I think well. You, you laid that out perfectly, Brett, and you really made a, a, a contrast between these two clubs because they are very different, these two teams. When you see Philly, bombs away and great pitching, um, phenomenal. And, and then you look at Arizona, young, energetic, athletic. I love what they're doing up the middle with Cattell uh, Marte and Perdomo, you know, excellent uh, defensively. And you got, you got Corbin Carroll out in center field that can run like a jackrabbit. Or no, he plays right. Um, but they got guys in the outfield that can flat out go out and get it. And I, and I love that. Um, and they got some pop. So this Arizona team was, you know, by far the best defensive team in the, in the national league as well. Only 56 errors throughout the course of the year. So you look at that club and, you know, you know, they say defense wins, uh, championships. They got that pretty in pretty good, uh, uh, fashion, but when it comes down to one game left, uh, in their ballpark at Philly, you got to think that. You know, with the power and with the little bit better pitching overall, I think Philly's going to have a, a chance to close this thing down tonight. I just think, I mean, Schwarber's amazing to me. I mean, this guy, you can call him a one-trick pony, but he does it. And he always he always rises to the occasion, man. This guy's out there to hit home runs. He doesn't care if he hits 200. He's going to go out there and hit you know, 40 to 45 bombs and drive in 100. That's just what he does and leave the other things to the other guys. Uh this is this is not a, a team that's going to you know kill it on the base paths like they do in Arizona. This team is going to go out and, and and power you to death with Bryce Harper and company. And Castellanos has been great. And uh, Corbin, uh, not Corbin Carroll, uh, Corbin Carroll, but Schwarber hitting at the top head, big thug hitting at the top of the order. And I mean that in a positive way. Um, this team is going to be going to be tough to beat in a, in a one game back there in Philly. So I think I think that's where we're going tonight. Okay, I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the clock back a little bit for you. It's 1981, I believe. You win the World Series with the Dodgers. I believe you beat the Yankees. Yes. You're down two games out of the shoot. Yes. yes. You go down 0-2. Let's just fast forward it to 2023. Mm-hmm. Right now, tonight, mm-hmm. and it's not the World Series, so it's it's not the exact same scenario. Mm-hmm. But it's three two Philly, Arizona, the underdog of all underdogs, is going to Philadelphia. Hostile territory. They've got to win two yeah. the final two games. What does Tory Lavello need to tell his ball club tonight? Because you were down 2-0. Maybe you have a Lasorda story. Yeah. I have no clue. What's yeah. Tory Lavello need to tell his ball club today? Or is there anything he can say? Well, it's it's a great question. And and my answer to you, Brett, is that I can already pretty much I'm not in there, so I don't know for sure, but this is what I, I can surmise. I was teammates with Tory uh, with the Yankees for a while, and I kind of know his his posture and his stances on things. He um, One thing I like about him right now is you can look over at that team, and I don't see any panic. I don't see any panic you know, looming 
uh, in the faces of the guys on the Arizona club. So I, I know the undergirdings of the club are solid. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't lost anything as far as this team's confidence goes. But really, I think he's going to ride the same mantra that he's had for a long time. You know, when they got into the playoffs against the Milwaukee Brewers and they bounced them, then they bounced the Dodgers. He's going to continue that on. And that is, hey, we've already won. Nobody expected us to get this far. We're the small dog in the fight. You guys have already been phenomenal. But can you go out and win and get us to the next level? Absolutely. We've already done things that people never thought that we could do. That's going to be, I think, his general overall theme to these guys so as to not put pressure on them. Um, and I think that's the best thing to do. That's Tori's a pretty plain speaking guy. And um, I think that's kind of the message he's going to lend to these guys. And I think it's a good message because it's true. It is the truth. One thing you, can, you can't do is BS a lot of the players. They, they already know. And uh, they know where they're up against, but, you know, put it in perspective. Nobody thought you'd get this far, and you're, you're doing a hell of a job right now. So go out there and give it your best shot. Let, let's just follow where they may. It'd be amazing. I'm looking at it there, Arizona. Yeah, it's so obvious the writing's on the wall. Of course Philly's going to win. They're up 3-2 going back to Philly. If you can find a way to squeak out a game tonight, mm. all bets are off. because you all know any, Philly now if they Anything do. can happen in a one yes. game. All it Absolutely. takes is one – the greatest pitching performance, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side. They will. Right. Pitching will always dominate. Hitting. All right, let's pop to the yeah. other side. We got the uh, Houston yep. Astros versus the Texas Rangers. <laughs> it's kind of the Boach Dusty show. Yes. It's the Scherzer Verlander. Um, yeah. I'm ju I've just been watching this Houston team, and they're so good, and they're just constant professionals. They've been there so many times. I think this is the seventh time they've been there. I don't know if it's yeah. seven and seven years or seven and eight years, but so much experience. So many guys can beat you in so many different capacities. They've got a power bullpen. You go over to Boach's team and the Texas Rangers. Been a resilient starting rotation, getting Montgomery Scherzer at the trading deadline. Yeah. Evalde has really yes. evolved as a number one starter. He's come yeah. up big for him. His last three starts, they won one last night. Rangers boat raced him last night, nine yep. to two, tied it up at three, three, all the intrigue. And it came down to this tonight. It's uh Max Scherzer who's pitched only one time in the last month and a half. Didn't yeah. go so well. Game three of this series. He's back tonight for, for game seven. And he's up against Javier. Uh, anything could happen. You know, from your experience, game seven, it's all hands on deck. So whoever can possibly throw tonight, I'm sure Boach has got lined up as, uh, you know, can you go? Can you give me an inning? Can you give me an inning to all the guys? In the funnel. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. But uh, tell me what that looks like. Um, what's your thoughts on this? How's it going to end? Give me Steve Sachs crystal ball. What's going to happen tonight? Uh, I mean, this has been so unpredictable. You know, both these teams, you know, win in the other guy's house. Uh, and it's been crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I love the Bochi, uh, Dusty, you know, that kind of a uh, lineup. That's really great. Um, I think that's a wash when you talk about the two managers. But those guys probably be insignificant as far as one game. It's going to come down to the pitching. I mean, can Christian Javier go out there and do some shoving? Or is it going to be Max Scherzer? Look, I don't care if Max Scherzer didn't pitch well in the last game. If the game's on the line and, and there's a dude – that I want to be in a foxhole with, Booney, uh, I might jump in there with Max Scherzer. This guy is an animal, okay? He wants it, 
And for one game, um, he's going to – he would pitch until his arm fell off, and he's going to – I know one thing. I'm going to get all of his experience. I'm going to get all of his talent, and I'm going to get all of the bulldog that he has in him for one game, and it's going to go right into the funnel, right right down the – and I, I – to me, that's kind of hard to go against. That, to me, is kind of hard to go against. So – I don't know how it's going to turn out, but man, I don't like betting against Max Scherzer. I really don't. And uh, you know, the I think the Houston Astros are probably the ones that are expected to win. But a lot of great things Texas did. Man, they jumped out there. They went and got Corey Seager and Simeon and uh, you know all the guys that you talked about. Uh, you know Montgomery at the you know at the deadline, and they started this team you know before in the offseason when they got all those regular players on this club and turned it around. I mean, they, that makes everybody better. So I, I like the fact that the front office of the Texas Rangers has really put it out there and they want to win bad. And so, uh, you know what? Dusty lives about a quarter mile from me down the street. And he's a good friend of mine. And he was like a big brother to me on the Dodgers. And, you know, his dad and my dad were very good friends. So I, I, I'd have a hard time to say, well, you know, Dusty's for sure going to win. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think Max Scherzer might do some shoving tonight. So I'm going to go with them. Not what I really want. I want Dusty, but I got to think. I think it, it, it's amazing Scherzer. to me, too. It, nobody's won a home game. Isn't that weird? It's it's bizarre. And if How that, long if can that, that continue? Right. If if that works out, well, then Texas is going to win tonight. And the Rangers are going to go on the World Series. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, you talk about Scherzer and that type of pitcher, that – type of and not to play it as a pun because this might be a part of the the answer you give me but you played with with some number ones and some bulldogs you played with the Earl Hersheiser obviously that 88 season he was tremendous you played with Fernando Bert Hooten in 1981 I remember that um touch on some guys you played with in some postseason experiences that were really that Max Scherzer guy where you'd say Booney if I got one game to play, I want him in the foxhole with me. Who was yeah. that guy for Steve Sachs during your career? It's Oral, Oral Hershiser. Ridiculous, ridiculous how good he was. Not only starting, he came out of the pen in game five, I think, in New York in the in, in the uh, you know NLCS, um, and he locked that one down for us. And I think that's the game where Sochi hit the home run in the ninth, in the eighth or ninth inning to, against Gooden. It turned that whole thing around. Oral, Oral locked that one down. And then, of course, what he did in the World Series was just sick. I mean, ridiculous how good he was. And Oral really had two pitches. He had that he had that two-seamer, you know, into the right-hander, and he could dot that thing eight out of ten times. He could dot it. And then he had that hard-biting, down-and-away kind of tight slider that stayed on the same level, and he was just up and down, and it was nasty. And he could put it there. He could put that one there about seven out of ten, right where he wanted it. And they, they just had no chance against him. He was, you know, he broke Drysdale's record most innings consistently without giving up a run. Um, so I would hit, I would say him number one and then Fernando. Even when Fernando wasn't pitching with his best stuff, he would still win. And he'd stay out there nine innings. So those two guys were great examples, uh, Booney, I think, in postseason. Um, just amazing. And that's what wins games. And that's why – I say it's hard to bet against Max Scherzer. I know Christian Javier's amazing, um, but I think Max Scherzer, what he brings to the table, it's, it's hard to bet against that guy. But 
you would have loved playing against Oral because it was just, you know, you know, it was just, he worked fast. I mean, a lot of his, uh, a lot of his, uh, uh, you know, opponents at the plate, they were down 0-1 all the time. So he just, I think, I, you know what? I think I was Oral's last hitter that he ever faced in the big leagues. I think. Really? I, I think. Yes. Nope. He you came were- back. Remember at the very end, he came back to the Dodgers. Oh, okay. All right. So we're playing interleague yeah. oh, play. I'm with, the Mar- I'm with the Mariners yeah. at the time. With the Mariners. Yeah. We beat, we, we bat around. And I think I hit a double. Tommy comes out, takes Oral out of the game. And I think that's the last time he ever pitched. I think. Don't quote me on it. I got I lo- I to look it up because I've told that story before, but I got to make yeah. sure I'm accurate. But I wow. think I was the last one to face Oral. Wow. So I saw, wow. I got Oral a little bit with the Mets, a little bit with Cleveland. I got him at the end with the Dodgers, but he wasn't that Oral of 88 when he was yeah. just, when I was at SC watching him on TV, coming to watch you guys at Dodger Stadium. Wow. Hey, did you did you play in those ga- in that game like yes. spring training? I did. All right. Here, here's the deal. And I, I'm going to bring this up. And, yeah. and uh, since, since this time I've, I've met with all these guys and, and we're great now, yeah. but it's, I'm a freshman at USC. We come to Dodger stadium and they have the little, the little, uh, the game, you know, yeah. we've got to use wood at the time. It was un, unheard of for college players to use wood. I was scared of it. I didn't want to embarrass myself, <clears throat> but we had a home run derby and they brought back the legend. So they brought back Ron say, uh-huh. who's also, who's been on the program. I think it was Davy Lopes. Mm. And I forget who the, maybe Garvey. Oh, so these are guys, Steve, as a kid in the seventies, those Dodger Philly rivalries, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm going to the ballpark with my dad. I grew up, these were my guys. I watch, I watched that Dodgers infield of oh, Zach yeah. or no, it wasn't sacks yet. It was, Lopes, Garvey, Garvey oh, okay. say, yeah, and and I'm thinking these are my guys, right? Well, I'm a freshman in college. We come over for this home run derby, and we're kind of interacting, shaking hands. These guys big league me more than you can be big league, Saxy. And I went, "You son of a bitches!" And I think I ended up beating, whooping all their asses. But <laughs> I was crushed. I, they big league the crap out of me, and I'm like, oh. man, I grew up in the other dugout watching. You guys didn't know I had a Philly uniform on when I was a little kid, but yeah. But years yeah. later, you know, I've talked to them, and it, it, yeah. it was funny. It, it's just probably they didn't want to be there. Like, I got to do this. I don't want to hit anymore. I'm done hitting. I'm retired. I gotta, I gotta do a put on an exhibition against this freaking college kids. I don't know. Who oh, he is. oh wow. But yeah. yes, we we did play in that game. I see. Yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to see. You've been. Did you see the Garcia incident? Yes. Uh, with getting drilled by Abreu. I want to yeah. get your take on it. There's been a lot of. He, Abreu's got a, a two game suspension. Mm. Uh, he's appealing that this morning. I think they're having the case whether he's going to be available for the game tonight. Okay, let me set it up. Abreu hits the big home run and a big home run at the time. Altuve comes back later in the game and ends up not walking it off, but putting them ahead and, and the Houston Nationals win the ball game. Yeah. But when Garcia hit the home run, it was a huge home run. It's off Verlander, who in my opinion is going to be a first ballot hall of famer. Yes. He pimps him. And, and today a part of the game and we've had, you know, we've all 
kind of have to come to accept it is they're animated. The players today, they celebrate and they do things. And, and I've thought about it a while and I'm thinking, you know, everybody likes to say, Oh, back in our day, if that would have happened, well, it's not our day. Yeah. And for me, it's like, we as players police one another in our generation, right? If the players today say it's okay, it's none of my business, whether I think it's okay or not, because it's not my game. It's their game. I get that. Right. That was a little over the top for me. It was a big home run, but it was almost a disrespectful, angry, throw the bat down. And that's just not any pitcher. You know, whether you like Verlander, you don't, you got to respect his body of work. And this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. And it's probably a first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that bull, because I've had some bullpens in my day, teammates, the manager, nobody ever knows anything about anything that's happening. Yeah. Maybe I got drilled by a pitch. Maybe my team, Edgar Martinez, got drilled. The bullpen takes care of business themselves. They don't have to run it by anybody. Yeah. They're just kind of out there watching going, oh, we're going to get you back. Now, yeah. sometimes you get them back a week later. Sometimes yeah. you get them back next spring training. Yeah. So by all the looks of things, a two-run game, the postseason, that's not the time or the place to get into a beanball nope. back and forth. I understand that. Right. But my baseball eyes tell me when Abreu came into that game and drilled Garcia with the first pitch, he meant to drill him. And I know that situations yeah. and, and the and the argument on the other side is, oh, there's no way he meant to drill him. Don't you see the don't you see the situation again? Yeah, I see the situation of the game, but I see also an Abreu that's protecting his teammate that emotion got the best of him. And he just says, I don't care what the score is, this guy's going down. He drilled him on purpose. My opinion, I'm probably in the minority because of the situation. Give me what Steve Zach saw. Okay. So let me let me tell you uh, just one foundational tidbit about this situation. Okay. Um, we were in postseason. I don't know when it was. I don't remember. All I know is Jerry Royce was pitching with us, and we were uh, in the opposing ballpark. And first time up, I got hit. Okay. Uh, got drilled. Went down to first. They got us out. We come back. Now we're going to defense. And I'm getting, I'm sitting on the bench. I grabbing my glove. Jerry Royce, the starting pitcher, his glove was right next to mine. I was getting ready to get up and go out. He walked in front of me and got his glove. And I looked up to him, you know, pretty, pretty tall good. I looked up to him. All he did was wink at me. He just winked. Like I said, uh oh, I know what's coming. This first guy. Sure enough, first guy up right there under the armpit. Okay, mm -hmm. that's that's what they did when you and I played. There was not even a question. Nobody had to tell them. It's just they hit our guy. We're going to drill it, and he did. He took care of it. First guy. So I have a tendency to think, given the situation that you laid out, you know, postseason close game, no way he's going to hit him. No way. I mean, if he does, uh, it's just it's not very prudent to do that when you look forward of what's what's going to happen you're going to give up the game and you're going to look back and say you let your emotion get ahead of you right right why i mean really but you know what it was so egregious it wasn't like you watched him no yeah he, he the ball landed like in the middle of the right-handed batter's box okay it was like in the middle of the box. he missed the home plate by two and a half feet um i think he i think he hit him on purpose I mean, you can't miss a plate by this much, coincidentally, right when, you know, and, and hit him and hit him and he almost hit him in the back, didn't he? I mean, yeah, and we're not talking we're not talking about a guy 
that is struggling right now. Abreu has been dealing. He hasn't given yeah. up a run in the postseason. And you know how when, when guys are that good and they're on their game, they don't miss. No. They don't it's like miss. This, Brett. It's like this. You know? I mean, your dad was a catcher. He talked to you a lot, right. a lot about that. You know, it was it was like this, wasn't it? And so if, that much if he was just trying to if he was just trying to send a message, he he might have grazed him. Yeah. But like you said, he squared him up. And in my in my eyes, watching that pitch and go back and watch the pitch. I mean, it's not we as hitters, we can tell when we get drilled on purpose. I yeah. can see the arm angle and how it comes out of the hand. Right. That came right out of the hand. I'm squaring you up right now. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody and there you've got to you've got to state your case. You know, Dusty's got to say, of course, we weren't trying to draw. You have to say that. And I'm not saying Dusty had anything to do with it. No. I'm saying a lot of times. We as players, we take things into our own. I had Norm Charlton in the bullpen for me on a couple of my teams. I'm okay. telling you, Norm, Norm didn't send a message. Hey, Brett, I'm going to drill somebody. No. He didn't say anything to anybody. As soon as Norm got the call and he's coming into the game, you Wait. knew what was going to happen, and he just took care of business. Yeah. There were no words exchanged. So yeah. I played with guys like that. Mm-hmm. I know guys like that. Uh, I may be dead wrong, and, and, and now – that you you kind of agree with me? We both we both might be dead wrong, uh, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure Dusty didn't want him to hit him, but you know what? Correct. Correct. Players take things into their own hands, yep. and they have the fate the feel on the field that you know what it's you can't explain all of that. But and they, they ended up getting out of it. Now Tuve hits a big home run. They end up winning the game. It's like they had their cake and they ate it too. Yeah. It, it was it was pretty cool to watch. I'll be yeah. honest. I agree. You know, so they, they know, and you know, if you hit a guy like that, you probably think, well, I know I can get the next guy out. I'm not worried about him, but you got to have some confidence to do that in a playoff game. All right. I know we don't know who's, who's in the world series yet. We set up the two scenarios. One call, Steve Sachs, world series champions, 2023. And then we're going to get on to some, I, you know what? I, I'm important. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to be crazy about this and I'm, I'm going to (laughs) say, I'm going to say it's the Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. All right, you heard it here. Saxy with the Texas Rangers World Series. Okay, let's get to some serious stuff. Um, in honor of your son, and, and this happened a while back for the people out there listening to the Boom Podcast that don't know, uh, Steve's son's um, John Sachs uh, was killed in a training accident. Um, wow. I, I reached out to you at the time. I, di- I didn't even have words for you. You know, I'm a father of four, and I couldn't even imagine what you've what you've gone through. First of all, tell me a little bit about your son, John, um, and then we're going to get into the foundation you've started and, and, and some things some people out there listening uh, can do to support uh, the whole situation. Well, uh, you know, m- my son was, you know, just like uh, like all the parents out there. They think that, uh, you know, their kids are, are the greatest ever. Um, and I certainly did about my son. He was, uh, he was an amazing Marine. Um, he was, he was a phenomenal pilot. He was a wonderful father, um, and, uh, and husband. And he was probably the most handsome Marine that you've seen. (laughs) Uh, and he didn't take after me, um, but he was the closest person in my life to me. Uh, and uh, it's it's been like a year and two months, and it's 
it's still very raw for our family to uh, to have lost such a, a, a wonderful person who um, loved his country. He passionate about being an aviator. And, uh, you know, so we started a foundation called the Captain John J. Sachs Foundation, and we're going to raise funds um, to help other aviators uh, accomplish their dreams aspiring aviators, whether it's a, a commercial flight, somebody in the military, somebody wants to be an astronaut, whatever it may be, we're going to help them get to that level of accomplishing, accomplishing their dreams. And the first one we're having, Brett, is we're having um, an event on November the 5th at the Ronald Reagan Library in Simi. Um, and it's going to be a great event. Uh, we're going to have a golf before that at the Tierra Rajada Golf Course in the morning. It starts at 7.30, and then the, the lunch is going to be there at 8. Um, Steve Garvey's going to speak. Congressman Garcia is going to be there. My son's commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel John Miller, who absolutely loved my son and is just an unbelievable, phenomenal speaker. He's going to tell you about my son. Um, and also, we're going to give our first uh, donation away to a family of an Air Force uh, gentleman, young man that was on the baseball team there that was killed in a training accident like my son. We're going to help their family out, too. So uh, that's what we're going to do with some of the proceeds that we're going to make from this event. Very cool. And is is there any is there a website, anything anybody can reach out that's listening to this podcast yeah. right now and, you, and donate or be a part of? Yeah, thank you, Brett. We want to get as many people to this event as possible. If we can get 500 people there, we're going to go into the other room, which is where all the airplanes are at the Reagan Library. In case you haven't seen that, it's the most amazing place. Um, but yes, they can simply go to johnnyourhero.org, johnnyourhero.org, and you can register for the event or you can donate if you wish, but johnnyourhero.org. And just once you get there, just click on the golf luncheon tab and, um, you can do whatever you wish right there. And there's donate buttons everywhere, but if you want to come to the event, just click on that golf lunch tab and you can register very cool. Uh, very cool. Well, Steve Sachs, I appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast today to reminisce a little bit. Uh, like I, I like saying alumni, alumni has been here twice now, but uh, I appreciate you taking out the time. Once Anytime. again, for those of you listening out there, uh, johnnyrhero.org, great cause. Um, and and kind of Steve's trying to turn a tragedy in, into something that'll help help some other people down the line. And, and once again, condolences out to you and your family uh, had to be ugh, I, I like like my text to you was I didn't have words at the time. It was just on my heart at that time. Hey, give Steve a, a, a text, which might, I, I, have, you know what, might Brad, not mean anything. But, you know, that's what I was feeling that day when I, I heard know. The and I and I looked at your text again this morning before I came on with you. And it's a really right from the heart. And I appreciate you reaching out to me like that. It meant a lot. And uh, yeah, this is a, uh, it's a different world I live in now. My family lives in now and it is what it is. You don't ever move on. You just move forward. And that's what it is. Yeah. And for all of you out there watching the Boone podcast now on YouTube, listening to the podcast on the Odyssey app, uh, I appreciate you tuning in. Remember, Saxy's got Texas Rangers is the World Series champ. We'll see how that works out. Until next time, yeah. thanks for listening. <laughs>